Hey girlies. Hey girlies. Welcome back to the Real House Girlies pod special ep edition. It's a very special ep because we have a very special guest. Our dear friend of the pod, Jacob Amos is here. Hello, Jacob. Hi. Oh my gosh. Do you go by Jacob? Well, yeah. I was thinking this is like the (laughs) first pod that I've done, so we'll get to it. But normally I'm in character for the pod, so now I'm here as myself and it's really confronting. (laughs) Alana did ask if you could come in character and I was like, he'll murder us if we ask. Literally. Yes. Um, Not required. But let me give an explanation. Jacob Amos, friend of the pod, former corporate girly turned professional entertainer, Jacob is now more commonly known as Lulu Lamans, drag performer, hostess extraordinaire, and Brisbane's tallest fashion icon. Oh my god! <laughs> That's taken from your Instagram bio. Um, last year, Lulu won Drag Performer of the Year at Queensland Pride Queens Ball, and it's a very prestigious event. It's been running for 64 years, the longest-running Pride event globally. Is that true? It is. It is the world's longest-running queer awards ceremony, which it's, is crazy. What an honour. Well-deserved. Um, you've also won a raft of local titles, including Sporty's Queer Sister Smackdown, and you've also received many, many second-place trophies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Lulu co-hosts Brunch with Bite at Cloudland every Sunday, an event that is sold out months in advance, has hosted stages at Mardi Gras and World Pride, which I've flown down for, toured nationally with drag burlesque show The Stripsons, you host monthly drag comedy show The Switch Up, and you have many other gigs all across the country every single week. She's booked and busy. So busy. And I guess um, when they say, like, don't say no, because people will say no for you eventually, I've really taken that to heart, evidently. (laughs) She's saying yes to everything. So if you have a favor to ask, um, now's the time. Oh, my God. Um, But not just content with being a stunning face, Lulu is also an ambassador for charity Small Steps for Hannah. So we can talk a little bit about that later today. Um, you haven't always been a fabulous drag queen performer extraordinaire, though. <laughs> before you were fabulous. Before, before you were fabulous and you were just regular. You were just Jacob with a soft G. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob um, had a very successful career in consulting. You've also been the CEO for your family business, which led to a successful acquisition of that business. And you're currently the CEO in a not-for-profit organization in all of your spare time. Yeah, slay, right? Slay. Um yeah, so I'm it's been a wild journey. I think it's the first like sitting down and listening to it all, I'm like, wow, I should really take a break. But no, it's great. I love everything that I do at the moment, which I think is a really good position to be in. I think yeah. this whole journey has been about finding where I should be and what makes me happy and that's kind of where I am now. Like everything that I'm doing, I'm doing for a reason and that's a really good position to be in. It's incredible to hear it all read out because I'm We've obviously been on the journey with you for this entire time since you started all of your side career, which is now your main career. And it's been incredible to watch. But we all met at work in like 2016. (laughs) Um, And I think by the end of this episode, the listeners will know why that was an extremely chaotic time, an extremely chaotic dynamic in a small office and why we were the three least favorite people of many of our colleagues. I think we inspired the reshuffle of the teams <laughs> on the floors. When they split us up. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's let's ref- let's reminisce. Let's talk a little bit about that time. Before we go backwards, I just need to know how many hours a night are you sleeping? Um depends. <laughs> on the weekend it's like five hours. Uh-huh. That's a great time uh-huh. and then during the week when I have work it depends how early I get forced to go to the gym with Brooke but it's normally <laughs> like six and a half seven we'll get there it's what Botox is for yeah oh god I'm tired thinking about it Botox a lot of regular facials very active skincare can't Gotta do actives it. can't do Botox yeah <laughs> Botox um, and Vaseline yeah so going going back in time we all met at work <laughs> we all met in the corporate life any mems, any fond mems from that time? I So you two were already established there when I got there. So I, yeah, you were a latecomer. I was a latecomer. And I remember walking in. You were like, like 12. I was, oh, I was like a very mature 21. Um, <laughs> but when I walked in and I got introduced to you two through a mutual friend in the office. And I remember going home and talking to um, my partner. And I was like, 
they've got so much energy. I don't know what either of them do, but they've got these really annoying voices and I'm kind of into it. It's like having two friend dresses in the yes. office. And that was my distinct first memory. And then after that, the voices stayed the same, but we built a beautiful friendship And I together. never did anything. And now we have a podcast <laughs> to eternalize our voices. Now, the voices, these are going to be paid actors yeah. before you know it. We're often told people hear us before they see us. That's correct. Yeah. Absolutely. We've gone down the right career path. with. The and board. you know what? That doesn't like tell us at all ever to hold anything back. We're talking about absolutely whatever we <laughs> Everyone can hear it. Literally. And I think um, it's all about monetizing what makes you unique. And the fact that you've both now got microphones in front of you is absolutely <laughs> the right way to go. But no, I just think I remember it was such a fun experience for me because through obviously only being 21 when I started there, I'd been very in the closet and very like shy about everything. And then getting there and you two were like these. So camp. Both, <laughs> exactly. So outspoken, so fabulous, so confident externally, um, so confident in the office. And I was just like, oh my God, that's kind of what I want to be. And I was able to kind of sponge that energy off you a bit and then realize that I had that in me as well. And I remember that being such a cool experience to kind of grow professionally, but also then find myself growing as a person because we're all, loud obnoxious and yeah. it was nice to be able to unlock that in a safe space no one else liked that the three of us were unlocking that obnoxiousness but it was really fun to to do no it was very very fun to do and it was like incredible to watch a shy little 21 year old and by the time we all left it was just it was bedlam it was so crazy we were having the best fun at work the most fun. We the launched... best photo shoots after work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sneaking out of work, you know, the lunch break photo shoots because we were all aspiring influencers at the time, but no one more so than Nolsey Knowles. Literally. Oh. So one of my favorite memories from when we all worked together was this one particular photo shoot that you forced me to leave the office for. <laughs> and I had to take a very long coffee break and you were like, I have a deadline. I need to get a photo of Don't this. <laughs> I need to get a photo of this pair of shoes. I've been sent this pair of shoes. And it Can was you imagine a- <laughs> how successful I could have been. Yeah. Uh, not after this photo shoot. Yes, we- I know. But then you had walked to the office from the <laughs> you had walked to the office from the other side of the city on a very hot summer's day to do a photo shoot for a pair of shoes in said shoes. So they were like a six inch stiletto. And I was like, yeah, sure, we can take these photos. <laughs> And when I use the word engorged, I think... (laughs) I want engorged. My feet are veiny. Look at them now. They're still... I'm relaxed and the veins are popping. For the listener, it's like I just watched open heart surgery on the floor. Yeah, Um, I'm not really a foot model. I wouldn't... There's a niche for me on OnlyFans, but this is before that time. Well, I, it's not foot feet. Um, this, so we, I remember we took the photo and we were really happy with the photo. And I actually managed to find the photo okay, so that we can reminisce. I'll make sure I send it so it goes up How on the I Instagram. I know this episode would be great. Yeah. And then if we just zoom in here. No. And we'll show, did you want to just... <laughs> The photo will be on the ground. Um, for anybody who doesn't check it out, did you want to? Did you want to describe? What, it's a nice shoe. <laughs> it is a nice shoe. It's a, I would say, a beige patent pump like with a double strap. It's a six-inch stiletto, and there is a bulbous, <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a scrunched toe, a lot of toe cleavage, and then it is quite red. And we only say this because we love you so much. No one told me about EAP. (laughs) We worked together. I would have been calling that hotline daily. This is the bullying I enjoyed. (laughs) But no, it then became the internet bullying when the photo went live. (laughs) Not funny. Do you remember how distressed I was? Yeah, I do. It was They posted not the photo of me that looked great in the shoe. They zoomed so far into my vein. I thought, are you trying to sell these shoes? It was a blood test. (laughs) What are they doing? Anyway, the internet really got excited for me and... um, People are like, what illness does she have? <laughs> is she unwell? It doesn't look like a great advertisement for these shoes. Is she in pain? <laughs> and all of the things, yes. Okay, yes, she's unwell. Yes, she's in pain. Yeah. It was my first exposure to the potential pitfalls of fame. It was a cautionary tale. The upsetting thing is maybe like one month ago, Adam brought that up. 
Oh my gosh. So what? What? Why did he bring that? I don't up? know. He said something like Nine West. Like he just <laughs> commented. Trigger warning. Nine West will probably not be sponsors of the pod. I think we. I can. think I they think, definitely won't be like, sponsors of no, the pod. No, but like, don't you feel like they owe me? I, I didn't do that. The photo zoomed out was great. They almost yeah. folded after that photo was posted. <laughs> I think you owe them. Okay. My greatest memory has nothing to do with me being upset. It's the million and one times we wore our backpacks and walked home together. So sweaty. So sweaty. And we were so cute. I take that routine exercise for granted though. Yeah. yeah. It's like a 35 minute power walk. I think sometimes we would do 8Ks. Literally. You're not getting that anymore. Well, now you guys are running 10Ks, so... Hey, I'm not in on that <laughs> sociopathic bandwagon of running 10Ks. She looks good, though. Yes, yeah, just snatched. That's why I invited you on the pod. Um, fabulous. Oh, okay, sorry. This dynamic, very well established. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, Brooke, you're amazing, but a lot of that bulbousy popcorn chicken foot, what was that? <laughs> oh, I want to go Oh, home. my God. My favourite memory, and this is a little bit of a serious one... But do you remember when we were in said corporate office, there was no real visibility of the LGBTQI plus community. And we were involved in launching the Pride Network for across all the firms. And there was this one day when we were hosting our very first event and we had said, do you think we could get a drag queen to come and perform? And, um, <laughs> and the response was a resounding no. We're happy for you to have your little pride network, but it it shouldn't be that outrageous. Um, so what we did is we went to Big W and we got some rainbow balloons and we carried them so excitedly across Eagle Street and up into the building. And it was just like this real, I guess, moment of visibility for everything that we had been building together. Absolutely. And for me personally as well, growing up with professional career ambition before I realized I was a fabulous drag queen, <laughs> I was always terrified of the idea of even just being like gay in the office. Mm. I was like this, I'm going to have to like hide it to be successful. So then when I got there and I was inspired by the people around me and I was inspired by, you know, the little window of opportunity we had, we were very fortunate to have a very supportive senior member of staff there who wanted to support our journey mm. and I think that's a really important tip as well as like find the ally and milk them for all they were <laughs> yeah. because that was our foot in the door and it was literally so wonderful to do that and have such an incredible turnout and then even just a short 12 months later the whole firm was walking with not the whole firm but like a big group of people from yeah. the firm were walking at the Brisbane Pride Fair Day with me in drag with this big banner and I it was, was also in drag. Yes, literally both of us in drag and the and the champ person was there as well and it was just we all got photos together and it was yeah. like such an incredible 12 month turnaround from having nothing to having not even a cupcake not even a rogue (laughs) cupcake to 12 months later not even a a token morning tea not even not even a snossage roll no (laughs) No. snossages they were they were elite they were elite i know but you guys are heroes i think we're the kind of people that probably won't have like major corporate achievements (laughs) (laughs) but we'll have major impact because it's human centric, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're people, people. We're people, people. I'm a people person. I'm a people person. You then fast forward, you know, a few years later, you started getting into drag. Mm. You reached a tipping point where you decided that you were going to leave the corporate world, but there was a whole heap of process and learning and finding and discovery that had to go into building this new persona up until that point. Mm -hmm. So I want to get into that today as our like kind of major topic of discussion around finding your identity, finding your personal brand, going after what you want. It was like a huge commitment. I remember when you were still working, it's like rehearsals, costuming, wigs, and then weekends exhausted and then showing up again, knowing that that's not sustainable, mm-hmm. but like committing to do it because you believed or that's what you really wanted. And I like remember that feeling of just going, that's fucking awesome. Go for it. Yeah. Tell to us about the early days. Yeah. Well, it was something that was um, never really on my radar to do 
drag. Like it was never something I aspired to do. I wanted to be Australia's next best middle manager. I think and we all did. Literally, it was like, I was like, this is the right thing to do. <laughs> That's Literally, like Australia's next top model, Australia's next top middle manager. I was like, this is going to be me. And then when I realized how um, soul destroying that was. They also have awards for that now. You know what I don't want to be nominated for? <laughs> that award. But I actually, it was even, even through starting the Pride Network and stuff, realizing that there was other things that motivated me at purpose. <laughs> that outside of just like climbing a corporate ladder, things that actually made me happy where I was like, oh, let's investigate this a little bit more. And <clears throat> in the background, so my partner is a very creative person and was like starting to get into makeup and stuff. And I remember I was giving him advice on doing Of course the- you were. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> solicited I know advice. nothing, but here is my advice. I'm actually a consultant. I was consulting. <laughs> I'm saving you $500 an hour that I'm I would an, otherwise have to charge. I'm an SME. Yeah, I was an SME because I had done Halloween makeup once. But anyway, (laughs) I was giving advice and eventually he got sick of that. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'll show you. I can do it myself. And then I did it just to prove a point. And then all of a sudden that just learned like one thing led to another. There is a natural amount of competition. Incredibly so. Between the two of you. Mostly my fault. Yes, no, it's mostly you. (laughs) It's actually really nice. (laughs) I'm actually the most competitive. If there was a competition, I'd be more... The winner. Um, <laughs> a competition on competitiveness. Yeah. I would win. I've what won. do I have to do? Yeah. Next top middle manager, most competitive partner, drag form of the year. I've won all these things. But um, we... <laughs> I keep winning. Anyway, what were we talking about? Me. Fabulous. Yeah. So we started just like practicing makeup at home. And it was just like a fun little hobby that we had together. Mm. And he started to get more and more into like the crafty side of it, like costumes and like like all the body padding and all that kind of stuff. Learning to hand sew. Learning to hand sew at a glacial pace. God bless. Legend has it he's still sewing that first oh glove. God. Like a brief allude, interlude. We went to the club one night. It was one of our first nights that we'd all gone out. And I had gotten into it as well. I was in a, in a weave. I was in a full face. Jacob and Adam were there, Lulu and Elle. We went out. Elle decided that her glove had a hole and that we needed to all go home and repair this fucking glove. <laughs> so we get back to the apartment. We've left the event that we're at, go back to the apartment. And like two hours later, Elle finishes hand stitching the glove and it's like, we can go back out now. Meanwhile, it's now like 2.30 a.m. No one's going anywhere. We did. We went back out and we actually met one of our favorite RuPaul's Drag Queens detox yes out of drag out of drag on this on wickham street in her pajamas on wickham street yeah okay why was she in her pajamas i don't know we'll ask her (laughs) have her on the pod (laughs) i have her on the pod anyway back to you yes so um he was getting into the crafty side of things which then led me to kind of be interested in in it as well (laughs) a crafty queen yeah i wasn't ever gonna make anything but i was like it's gonna do one thing better than him just to prove a point (laughs) so then i was like oh cool i wonder what sort of outfits i would you know like and that's when that whole like brand thing came into it It was like what do i actually want to look like what do i want to do if I was ever to do it, it was all like a big fantasy. Mm. And then one day at said corporate job, I was having a really rough day. It was just like really annoying working with an interesting individual who did not inspire confidence, but inspired me to jump onto um, a fast fashion website. I was like, that's it. It's happening. I'm ordering two wigs, one for Adam, one for me. I'm ordering a bunch of like rainbow stuff. And we're going to just like walk in the pride March for the first time. That was our first time out. And then we did that and there was all this like, all these little kids there who were like, oh my God, you guys look like princesses. I was like, oh. <laughs> You're reading me. Narrator, they did not we look like did, princesses. Did not. But just seeing, and, and just seeing that like all of a sudden the people in the community who I didn't really feel that connected to, I was not in the community very much. All of a sudden people were like, oh, who are you? And They're like, worshipping you. Worshipping at my, no, worshipping at my size 14 women's foot. Um, no, but just like. By Nine West. <laughs> yeah, the glass house from which you threw stones at me <laughs> My feet, they may be big, but vascularly, they're sound. (laughs) That's the the episode title. (laughs) My feet may be big. I'll figure that out. (laughs) Vascularly sound. God, that's going in my Instagram bio. Um, 
<laughs> so anyway, then we, we met all these people. They were really interested in, and it was really fun to just watch us like go out there and unlock this confidence in ourselves because we were both quite to ourselves and not very extroverted within the community at that time and now and then it was just like this crazy like little key unlocked like this little door of like hey what if you could be that confident person what if you did actually really enjoy doing this what if you had more to offer the world than being Australia's next top middle manager then your best excel skills yeah look I can do a v lookup look at me go I still can I make a mean v lookup you won't need that when chat takes over have you heard of an index match I have I love an if error as well so many options. It's like I made a mistake. Not my problem. Here's the diversity in this conversation is incredible. It's great. Yeah. We're off track, but we can get back on it. Um, so it's a conversation. It's a conversation. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to participate. <laughs> Brooke had something really interesting to say <laughs> about formulae. Go on. <laughs> I'd no, love no. to know. <laughs> no, no. Moving on. <laughs> As you were. Okay. So then that little that little little flickering light in the background turned to like this raging inferno because we were both just bitten by this bug of like creativity self-confidence opportunity and i've always wanted to be a star of some kind like in my mind i was like i do belong in the center of attention i just didn't know i didn't have the tools to put myself in that position without annoying people then all of a sudden you chuck a wig on and some half decent makeup and people are like, Oh my God, tell me another one. It's great. (laughs) So then do you also dance? (laughs) Literally. Well, well, she moves. She's not a dancer. She's a mover. But, um, yeah. So then it just opened up this whole world. And then I started to really understand. I didn't think I was a creative person. I knew I wanted to do this, but I didn't think I was very creative. And then realizing that like, I was really inspired by fashion or like, I was really inspired by like, the pop stars that I grew up worshipping as a teenager. And it was like, how can I emulate that, but in my own way? And then that didn't just translate to like aesthetics and all that. It also translated to realizing that I actually did have something special about myself or finding the sort of bits about myself that made me, you know, different. The stuff that I used to like hide about myself, like being more feminine or being really sarcastic or being um, arrogant or attention seeking. All of a sudden that sort of stuff got rewarded and it was... So tall with vascularly sound feet, um, these strengths of mine. And then because of that, I was like, okay, cool. This is actually really attractive to me. Oh shit. I've also built this like half decent career on the side in this corporate world as well. What do I want to do? Mm. And it was like something that went on for years where I just had this constant guilt where I would go into the office and I'd be like, oh, I'm maybe I'm not performing at my best anymore because I... Yeah. have given up my whole weekend to do this other thing. Instead of working on your weekend. Instead of working. Well, but even just like not resting or being more like mentally distracted by something that was more exciting. I almost Mm. felt like I was cheating on my job for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then I realized the reason I was doing that was because it was making my heart sing so much. And it was such a big plunge to go, you know what? Because COVID happened. COVID happened and I was at home a lot. All of us were, obviously. But I was working from no, home. Just, you. just me. I was personally <laughs> <Singularly> victimized. Victimized. <laughs> victimized by COVID. Um, but I was working at home and I realized that I didn't... The thing that I missed about work was seeing everybody. Mm. The thing that I missed about drag was everything. I was mm. like, I can't do anything that actually makes me happy. Aside from, you know... Text. Text, exactly. (laughs) So then I was like, okay, it became very clear to me that where my heart was taking me was actually not just an emotional thing or not just an exciting thing. It was also something that I had to accept that I had a natural talent at. I had to accept that I'd have to work really hard because I'd I'd go from somewhere where I was building up a reputation in the corporate setting Mm. to all of a sudden being somebody who's like a brand new, relatively like a baby in this other world and have to build from the ground up again. But just having that trust in myself to go, I'm good at this. People want to see me do this. And I have to just give this everything now if I'm going to step away from being in this really secure corporate job. I think um, just to like be my hippie version of myself, the universe is always on your side. Hmm. Everyone. Like it's never out to get you. But I think sometimes things happen for the universe to try and help you along what is your kind of destined path. So like... You know, I left, Brooke left. That goes some of the, like, fun part Mm -hmm. of corporate. And then... And that, (laughs) I think, like, 
shone some shade on some of the light that previously, you know, you look at this job and think like this could be really great and then some of the sparkle died. And so the universe is kind of like chipping away like "Mm, all the things that you like about this path, they're actually nothing to do with this path. You still have them Mm -hmm. or you don't have to have the bad parts and you can still, you know, keep all of the friendships that you had and have all of the connections and technically, look, you still work in Excel, you're doing budgets and whatnot. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Yay. Um, but you've been, yeah, you've been supported so much, like potentially without even realizing to just back yourself eventually. I think it's the two-way energy thing is really important because I could have stayed and kept putting in 150%. And just complained forever. No, we would have eventually murdered you. <laughs> Literally. But then I then you realize like that that's, and it's not, it's not necessarily the, the fault of the workplace or what I was doing. No. It's just that that energy was not like uh, what I wanted no to. It's a blame system. It's just no. not fit for you. It just wasn't the right fit. Yeah. And I could have just bashed my head against a wall for ages because it was the safer thing to do. Yes. Or it's like, no, I'm going to take the plunge and just figure it out. Yeah. The door's right next to the wall where you were bashing your head. And you're like, oh. I was bashing I my head go, on the door. I just, <laughs> I just open it. <laughs> Literally. And, and I leave. It's easy to excuse so much in those situations when you have really beautiful people that you love and you have so much fun with and they're your friends. You yeah. Know? But when you look objectively at the scenario and go, there's something over here which I really want to pursue, you can't hold yourself back because you've got those friends or those people or that comfort of that situation. Yeah. Also just like looking at the work, like I can imagine, and you'll have to tell me what they are. There are some really mundane activities that you have to do. Like editing the pod we were just talking about before can take hours. Mm -hmm. There's not a second of it where I'm like, ugh, or I want to kind of do a bad job and fast forward my effort. I'm like, this I'm so happy to do this and I'm happy I'm in silence in the dark in my room I haven't noticed that the light should probably go on yeah I'm having the best time whereas like give me a 28 million slide pack that needs to be created and unless I'm doing it with someone else I'm like oh yeah rough absolutely well that's that's one of the things as well that was another challenge for me was that not only was there so much mundane stuff to do, but it was all stuff that I had to learn as well. <laughs> so like learning to do the makeup, mm. learning to like, cause I didn't grow up putting makeup on. Like I was a very- No, you grew up beautiful, naturally beautiful. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you didn't always. grow up like knowing how to put a wig on or like no. how to style an outfit, how to design an outfit. Well, you definitely didn't grow up knowing how to style an outfit. <laughs> we taught you that. Yeah, but... And then I, the queens taught you more. I did know how to take a good photo, though. Which did help. That's one thing yeah. I didn't have to learn. Yeah, I think I've, Sorry, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this. Literally, no, but I think... That served us all, that skill set. I did, yeah. But I think it was, yeah, there's so much stuff with the drag side of things that is all about the hustle, and it's all about building those relationships and making the right friends or... Um, trusting yourself to produce an event for the first time or trusting yourself to put an outfit together or enter a competition or and all of that is preparing like in a week I might do I might be at a gig like each gig is probably like two or three hours Mm -hmm. maximum four hours maximum and that I might do three or four gigs a week which is like 12 hours of my time but I'd say there's probably another 20 hours of work behind the scenes worth of stuff that needs to be done and even if it's not physical jobs that are being done it's the mental work that is like What's my next idea going to be? How do I not get left behind? Have I got enough stuff going on in my um, social media to keep people engaged? Or wow. yeah. it's just all this other stuff that goes into it. And it's um, like you say, unless you're motivated to do it, you're not going to do it. Mm. And I think I found, because I'm somebody who's very easily distracted. And if I'm understimulated, I just won't do the thing. Whereas with this, I find myself doing the stuff for way longer than mm. I need to. It, it, it eats into other areas of my life because I'm so passionate about it. And yeah. I have to actually sometimes pull myself back because in any other industry, if it wasn't performing arts, you'd, I'd, be, I'd be a workaholic. Yeah. That's what happens. You get so addicted to doing a really good job. And because it's this kind of like fun thing where I'm like out and performing, it's kind of, you don't really hold yourself to account. But if this was a job where I was looking at spreadsheets all day and I was doing that for all of my waking hours when I wasn't asleep, yeah. I'd go, oh, that's actually really unhealthy. So it's hard. It's it's very clear though that as somebody who gets easily distracted, to be that motivated to do it means that I've probably made the right choice. Yeah, and you're 
so good at it you're so motivated to do it you're having so much fun doing it and exploring and finding mm-hmm. this path but like you're the product mm-hmm. that must be that must be daunting absolutely um I, it comes back to that whole thing of like you have to really trust yourself because i think we all grew up with this kind of mindset of it's safer to blend in or it's safer to go along with yeah. the crowd but when you have to promote yourself, you actually have to stand out. You have to have a point of difference. It's the same as having a brand or having a product or getting like, you have to have a point of difference that makes you uniquely you. Mm-hmm. And reputation is everything and relationships are everything. So even though it's a very small scale that I'm working on at the moment, I'm still in a local scene trying to build a reputation, trying to build opportunities, trying to build a brand. And it's, you think about everything that you do, like, oh, if I make the wrong comment or say the wrong thing or piss the wrong person off, that's going to affect my future. And also if I don't back myself, I'm going to present a half baked version of myself because I don't trust that. So like going in and having every single Sunday morning, regardless of whatever week I've had, having to host drag brunch and stand up in front of 180 people with a microphone in my hand, no script, no nothing. Just get up there. You straight away have to make people laugh. You have to make people feel engaged with, and you have to make it seem authentic. And that's really hard when you're somebody who is naturally like questions themselves Mm. or naturally distrustful. I think this is something that I always like to make really clear is that negative self-talk never goes away. You just get really good at acknowledging that it's there and just not giving it any airtime. We just yeah. gotta go. There's a show to put on. You're only as good as your last show. Exactly. Especially in in this market. Like it's all referrals. People talking about drag brunch, their friends are going to drag brunch. That mm-hmm. show is sold out months in advance. Mm-hmm. I can't even get a ticket. Yeah, we can't get tickets. No. That, no, I put you on the no ticket. That's intentional. That was <laughs> yeah. that was my choice. I assumed as much. Um, great. <laughs> good to have that clarified. Um, but no, you're only as good as your last presentation of whatever you've put out there. Mm-hmm. So you've just got to continuously find this energy to keep going and going and going, even on those days when you're like, oh, I don't know if this is the best version of myself today. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I just think, like, put it out anyway, even if it's shit. I'm sure you'll get, like, another go at some point. Well, this is it, though. And I I, actually, Adam, my partner, tells me this all the time. Um, Once once you get to a certain level of being good at something, even your worst is probably better than most people's best. Like, if you're at a certain point, you've trusted yourself enough to get to a point where I'm hosting five gigs a week. It's like, I'm obviously pretty good at this. So it's like, okay... And it's the same in, in your career. Once you've been successful, once you've like in a professional career, once you've been promoted or you've been put on the right jobs or whatever, even if you have an off day or even if you have had to rush something out and it's not your best work, you're in that position because you're good at what you do. So even the 75% version of yourself is better than giving up and giving zero. I mean, look at the excuses people have made in history for Britney Spears. Mm. Yeah. You go to a show, she doesn't sing a single word, and people are still going to the next Now show. she's not even going to a show. She's just AI. AI. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> not AI. Britney Conspiracy is a band from the pod, says Nolsey. I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I, I'm sure that new song is AI. It is. It is AI. <laughs> is it actually? Is that confirmed? Brooks confirmed yes. it. I'm, With I'm in ears. the deep, dark depths of the internet. I'm knowing it's true. You're on Brit talk. I'm, I'm knowing. <laughs> no, some, Fill it in me, water. We're suspicious about the videos. We're suspicious, but I just don't know if it's AI or if they've actually got someone with bad teeth to stand in for Britney. <laughs> you had to come for a teeth. Oh, it's no good. We don't make fun of people's physical attributes on this podcast. I don't know why. Oh my God. Oh my God. Speaking of physical attributes. (laughs) (laughs) We're back on the feet again. Actually, the the best pod runner, like best producer ever. Yes. Now I heard one thing. Speaking of. Segway. Tell me about. Bonjour. Okay. I want to talk about the fashion, the style, the visual aspects of creating Lulu. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I've got a pretty strong sense of my style and, like, I don't really ever deviate from that. Lulu's been on a journey which Mm. started very much, like, $20 leotards off Fashion Nova and is Mm -hmm. now doesn't step out of the house unless it's a custom, many thousand dollar couture. Many thousand dollars? 
Um, so like what, what prices may vary. <laughs> what can do you we... do three word description of Lulu's looks? Oh and please. We'll all do it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um purple. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. And tall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can go next because I feel like you've set this up because you have three words <laughs> no, ready. I, I should have prepared. <laughs> no, it just it just came to me then. <laughs> Kath, Kim, and Disco. <laughs> Walk into a party. It is, yeah, yeah, very nice. Um, I resent the Kim comparison. <laughs> so the, how would I describe it? I actually, I, I, instead of like adjectives, I like to ground everything I do. I got told very early by Bibi, actually, yeah. um, who is uh, my adoptive drag mother, yeah. to always ground everything you do in like three core pillars. And that can be like your style, your character, everything. Mm -hmm. So my three pillars were a pop star doing a Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. Uh, Helen from Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just like a coffee fashion table, sorry, coffee table fashion book are my three things. So it's like if I'm, it has to put all those three things in a blender and that's what you get. So when you're designing a new outfit, you're coming up with a concept, mm. you're thinking through those three pillars. Does this conceptually meet my three pillars? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, what do I need to tweak to make sure that it does? Is that kind of the process? A hundred percent. And it's interesting because I think as long as it, kind of vaguely stays in character the inspirations change the trends change the styles change like i've been doing it for five years now which in drag terms is quite a short amount of time but in fashion terms that's quite a very that's a lot of different trends to yeah, come and go that's like 20 seasons that's literally so much fashion so now it's all very like the look at the moment is very like y2k very like biker very same, <laughs> same. um <laughs> long like, blonde hair same same straps like um, harnesses, leather, like it's all these sort of things that are coming into fashion now, which are um, inspiring what I'm doing. So everything I've designed in the last like year has had like different stuff to what I would have done five years ago because I've like moved with it. But it's also got that same lens on like, if it's going to be a gown, how do I make my like, the Helen's from Bridesmaids is like the key, the key to <laughs> yeah. that whole thing. Because when she walks in for that first scene and everyone else is wearing just like pedestrian clothes and she steps into the room in a black sequin gown and she turns around in slow motion, that is the essence that I want to have whenever I yeah. walk into a room. Perfect. So how do I turn that moment into something that is contemporary and also like draggy and fun and colorful? So that's like where I like anchor it. Yeah, I like that. It's a reference point to always come back to. Yeah. Yes. I think you took that from your past life as well. Like, I think our strategy has three pillars. <laughs> <laughs> I love a three pillar strategy. <laughs> the three core pillars. Yeah. And no matter what kind of look that you're pulling together, it always feels like it's got your essence. It could be anything from a dance costume, again, to like a full formal event ball gown, but they all feel like they've got this really strong sense of self. Yeah. Without it being stale, I think it's a really important thing as well. Some people get really... It's different being a performer because you have lots of eyes on you all the time and you're on stage and people want to see new things. They're buying tickets to your show. And if they know they're going to walk in and see same hair, same outfit, same song. Boring. Stale. It's yeah, stale. Yeah. Which is safe and it's great and it's reliable. I think only Beyonce could do that. And even still, she wouldn't. She gets a new outfit every time. Every city she goes to, she has a local designer make a new outfit Isn't for her. Isn't that so exciting? Yeah. Her and blue. Love that. And blue as well. Mm. I didn't know that. Fashion. Love that. Fashion icon, Blue Ivy. Have does, her on the pod next. Does Jacob have like pillars, a style reference guide? See, this is the interesting thing. So I feel like I neglected Jacob for a few years while... We didn't see Jacob for like a few years at the start there. I didn't see Jacob for a few years either. <laughs> yeah. Because the... I'm talking about myself as a person <laughs> now. <laughs> it's the Jacob in the room with us now. I like to assure you that Jacob <laughs> slash Lulu is mentally well. Jacob is doing great. Um, no, so I... But I had neglected myself for a little bit there when it did take off because... All of a sudden, I was like strapped into this like roller coaster with no brakes and just trying to like my drag career blew up so quickly while I was still doing other jobs at the same time. So then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I've lost sight of this. So then, um, you know, we come into this point where I'm like, OK, I'm confident in myself now that I don't need to literally say yes to everything. Let's take a break. Let's invest in the person behind it, because I'm only as good on the stage as I am because the person behind me gets taken care of. Have you been to therapy? Yeah, I okay. have. Yeah. I feel like this is a grown 
I mean, look, I met you when you were 21, but I do notice like a grown. I had my 10 mental health plan sessions that were subsidized. And then, (laughs) then my, uh, my extras limit cut out. And that was the end of the therapy (laughs) for me. Like you really took away everything you needed to know. You you can actually start giving therapy out. (laughs) I'm now an SME. I consulted my therapist. I got all the key information, my three core pillars to my mental health plan. And then I left. (laughs) Serious. Um, But so I realized that I needed to spend a bit more time focusing on investing in myself and I still struggle. I'm way more confident as Lulu than I am as Jacob. And there's still like that. It's going to get really dramatic all of a sudden, but it's still that same like bullied, awkward person that I see in the mirror when I'm like out of drag. Like even though I'm like a confident outgoing person now and have all this success, it's like to do with a lot to do with prove to yourself. Like what does that kid need? And it's, but that's the thing. It never goes away. Yeah. So then actually looking and being, it's the same as that negative self-talk when you're on stage. It's the same thing that happens when I'm in the mirror where it's like, okay, cool. I still have that going on, but how can I use those tools that I learned through drag to say, Hey, I can hear that voice in my head. Mm. Yeah. Not real voices in my head. I'm fine. (laughs) But hear that, hear that negative talk and say, okay, I understand that you're there, but I'm just going to do my own thing today. The show must go on. And I take that into everyday life. So I've started to kind of like, same thing, ground my wardrobe. Probably the opposite of what I do in drag, where drag is, I want it to be unpredictable. I want it to be this. With Jacob, I'm like, okay, what's my kind of uniform? How do I make myself feel happy? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, if I don't look like I'm like going on some form of holiday, whether it's in my work outfit or whether it's in that, it needs to just be like vaguely relaxing. And monochromatic, just yeah. soothing to the eyes, Very. just one palette. It's like a bit of an observation here. I would say that my personal style, personal wardrobe is more similar to Jacob's personal wardrobe in that I've got like quite defined- Uniform looks. Looks, very uniform, very capsule wardrobe. I express art through my wardrobe. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yesterday she was wearing a Moschino shirt with knickers on it. (laughs) And that is just one of many eclectic pieces that she pulls out every time I see her. Yeah. And I just feel like, like the outfit that I'm wearing today, what should have gone with a button shirt dress is probably a blazer, but like how predictable. So then now I'm wearing a sweater I'm wearing loafers that don't match. And yeah, it's a Wednesday Adams vibe. Yeah, because why not? That's how I'm having fun. I thought you looked cute. Thank you. I like it. And the closed-in shoe is an improvement. Fuck off. (laughs) I'm sorry. We just have to. No, but honestly, I think, but that is something, once you find that outlet to be like, I really want to do this my way, Mm. I think doesn't matter what the situation is, is such an important part of just like expressing yourself and it's something that I'm learning as well outside of drag is that it's okay to maybe be a little bit more flamboyant in the way that I dress out of drag now I always used to try and blend in you could try suspenders Mm. please don't try suspenders (laughs) I could you can get rainbow suspenders I could do that (laughs) I don't think I will but we'll we'll see the option is there I'm not gonna it's not a hard no It's not a hard no. It's in. I'm putting it in the parking lot, and we'll come back. We'll circle yeah. back later. Yeah, both of you with the circle backs. Yeah. We'll circle. <laughs> we're doing circles. Um, but but even that. So now I'm like, oh, we're like something like really fruity, very rainbowy, very like gay because I'm like, oh, it's actually okay to dress like this. Yeah. I'm confident. Com- I'm confident enough in myself. You are confident. Yeah, so you should be. Jacob can have a little fun too. Yeah, literally, which is something that I'm learning, and I think it's just comes the full circle circling back i feel like this every time i put my diamante accessories on you're like this is my moment she can have a little fun too literally i think it all comes down to that confidence of like i actually am okay to just do whatever i want to do i don't owe anybody anything with what i dress in what i do the time that i give people all that kind of stuff it's just kind of like it's okay i'm gonna follow my own little my own little journey and that's all come from it's nice for people to have opinions like let people not like my outfit that causes no one any harm do you like the engagement no well yeah but also like okay well I'm really proud of you that you've identified where your limits are Mm. like let's not I'm not giving this to you, so yeah. you should be safe. If you don't already own it, don't mix this with that. That's great. Yeah, that's all good. And, like, cool. You can express yourself. You're getting clarity. I Sometimes I wear outfits out. I'm like, I don't love this, but I also, I don't care. 
I mm. always look cute because mm. my hair always bounces. You've got such good <laughs> hair. So bouncy. You've got it's such And all I have to do is just swish it and people will be like, wow, she looks great. And I'm like, you don't understand. I'm wearing a t-shirt and 14-year-old pants. I recently watched a behind the scenes of Barbie and they're talking about how nobody naturally has that much hair volume and they've all had to wear hair pieces. Your hair literally looks like Barbie hair. Thank yeah, you. She has Barbie hair and I have such jealousy about it. The density is insane. I have you wigs. You have sleek, chic hair, and it's not oh, patchy. Fine. Thin. No, but it's not <laughs> patchy. You know when, like, thin hair, like, you can see scalp? Yes. You don't have that. Okay, thank you. That's a great benchmark that we are rising above. Yes. Good news, Brooke. We can't see your scalp. You're doing amazing. Um, let's change track. We've got to. Now, working like a pro, you spend a lot of time every week Making a small talk. Mm. People come up to you. They've followed you online. They feel like they know you. They're meeting you at an event. They've seen you on stage performing for two hours. They feel like they've got something to say. They feel like they want to engage with you. You're spending a lot of time in this kind of... It is small talk. Kind mm. of, you're a small talk environment. And you're, I feel like there's... You're a phony. You're a bit, no, not a phony. <laughs> How do you do that in a way that it feels... It is authentic and genuine, but isn't giving so much of yourself away. Do you have any kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, um, it's really interesting because I am I'm a Pisces, so I'm naturally into very deep conversation. Yeah. And crying in the bar. Sobbing to Nora Jones. Particularly in the disability toilets at work. Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite place to cry. The accessible bathrooms yeah. with the annoyingly slow closing door. Yeah, <laughs> You have to wait and stand like looking at people. Like 25 seconds, I can't hold the tears in that long. Literally, anyway, um, but I digress. Uh, yeah, so we do, I do spend a lot of time talking to people and I really dislike, generally speaking, really dislike small talk. I used to struggle at networking events at our corporate jobs because it was like, unless I'm going to sit there and hear about your childhood trauma, I don't want to engage. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I literally don't have a choice. So I found that to be something that I really had to learn. And I think the number one step is that to realize is that everybody else pretty much feels the same way. Like when you're going to talk to somebody, yeah, some people are more eager to start a conversation, but everyone's having that same mental stress of what am I going to say? What have I got something? What am I doing here? What am I doing? Why did I do that weird thing with my hand? Did I smile for too long after they made the joke? Everyone's got that going on. So I think just like causing the situation to be a bit disarmed is like number one, like make everybody feel comfortable, like mm-hmm. make a joke without being too self-deprecating, like often just kind of just being honest and or authentic. Just point out the obvious. Like, yeah. Be like, wow, these, awkward. These, yeah. this sandwich is stale, isn't it? <laughs> like, or, How many sandwiches are you eating at your event? Yes. And it's always weird as well. Cause often I'll have, this is going to sound stupid, but I'll often have people come up and be like, um, oh, you look so great, oh, blah, 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 I wish I could look like you, whatever, when I'm in drag. And it's really weird to just have people aggressively complimenting you yes. at full volume yes, all the time, which sounds like, oh, my God, but it's so weird. It's hard to authentically engage with that. Because they're treating you like you're actually fake. Like you're actually Literally, not like a just a doll. behind that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. So that's really weird. It's hard to build an authentic conversation off that. But what I normally do is I'll be like, oh, my God, you look so... You, like you look lovely as well like um, where have you come from today or like what is your name or just do something to try and authentically engage with the person just to kind of start that conversation often it's kind of like um, is this your first time here or um, who have you like what are you celebrating today who are you here with or like what is your reason for coming here and then just getting that person to kind of without being an interview just like have that surface level conversation and then relate that back to yourself somehow. Yeah. So be like, oh, I'm here with my sister. It's her birthday. Oh my God, what's her star sign? And then you just get into like an informal conversation where you feel like you're engaging with them on a personal level, but it's literally like Tinder questions. Like, yeah, one yeah. I can't 15. do this, Jacob, because what came to my mind was, oh, cool, my sister has a birthday. <laughs> literally, but it's just, but it's just. And then I was like, that doesn't really go anywhere. My sister birthday, thank you. But no, it's it is it's literally just about having those conversations and listening because often we get into this headspace of like, what am I gonna say next? What am I gonna say next? How am I gonna interject? And you actually don't engage with the person yeah. ever. Yeah. And I found that was my biggest weakness at all these corporate events is that I'd be sitting there and I'd ask them a question, Oh, what department do you work in? Then they'd start talking and I'm thinking, what's the next question I'm gonna interrogate? Think of something smart and funny to say. Mm-hmm. No. Nah. No but good. you would have heard nothing and then you actually have nothing smart or 
funny to say. And if I can teach anyone anything about this topic is it's actually all right if it always goes bad for a while. Like you can have a hundred terrible interactions where you don't get it right. Literally, but that's 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 the thing though. No one actually cares about no it once the conversation's over. Yeah. But if you can make like if you can if you can make a positive yeah experience, people might remember that. But they're not gonna like hold on to like, gosh, that Brooke was a bit hey young. It's weird how she asked me about the star sign. <laughs> but it is it's the feeling that you leave people with, yes. not necessarily the conversation in those settings. And it's if that person knows they're comfortable around I'm terrible with names. I will always forget somebody's name. Mm. Right. Um but even still What just, was your name again? I'm it's so great to be here with how Steph you, Steph and Taylor. How do you spell it? it starts with G. <laughs> this is Jacob. Um I but I We'll just know that, okay, I've had this chat with them and our common ground was that, oh my God, both of our boyfriends are Geminis. So I can walk back over. Terrible. The worst. <laughs> but then I can universally agree. At Elderflower. Yes. Uh, no, don't don't promote her. Goodness me. She doesn't deserve it. No, um, she's a Gemini. So then we'll, we'll, um, yeah, I can go back over to that person and know that we've got that little bit of common Has ground. A Gemini. Whatever. Yeah. Something as, as trivial as that. And they'll leave thinking, okay, Oh, I felt like comfortable around that person. Yeah. Or it was nice that they asked me questions or that they talked to me. So if they, then they'll be like, oh, if they see you again somewhere or they see me at another event, they'll be like, oh my God, do you remember me from last time? I'll be like, I literally don't, but who are you? And then it's like, oh, we joked about this. And then all of a sudden it it's fine. Back. Like yeah. it's, it's just like. I guess the same way that you had like your pillars, I think having kind of your core experience review keyword like if you're creating safety for people and that's the energy that you're going mm. into, it, again, it doesn't matter what you say. Mm. It's really about how you're treating someone, how you're navigating discomfort, how you're trying to make them feel comfortable, comfortable. with discomfort. And then, you know, for Brooke, every time she sees me, it's all about like trying to make me feel good by complimenting me in whatever shoes I'm wearing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is this a new thing? <laughs> We're trying to help her overcome her complex. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've, it's exposure the complex therapy that, today. The <laughs> complex that we started. <laughs> we really loosely, I don't identify as a we. <laughs> um, do you want to get into a little bit of news? Drag Race Down Under has yes. launched. We're a couple weeks into the season. It's been amazing to see Aussie drag on the world stage. And... I'm sure you have thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I have thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I don't know if Nolsey's on the drag race. That's okay. okay. We can give you. We can. We can fill you in later. Tell me who I like. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are you thinking? What are you feeling? What's um, your take? What are your hot takes are on the new season? <clears throat> so, I have many thoughts <laughs> about <laughs> the new season of Down Under. I think uh, having a drag race Down Under in the first place is amazing. Like, even in the time that I've been doing drag, that's a new thing. Mm. And just to see the way that it's elevated people's drag, it's given people something to aspire to. Um, it's amazing to have representation of our drag on television and to have that little carrot dangling. That's so um, cool. Because the, the drag scene in Australia and New Zealand is so inspiring. You've just got to, like, Priscilla Queen of the Desert is one of the best, like, little cult movies of all time. <laughs> of all time. And all that time. was born out of Australian drag. Like, you don't see that... They, it's just camp, it's loud, it's fun, and it is such a beautiful culture with lots of history and um, that it's wonderful to see that our beautiful drag scene has the opportunity to be rewarded on a global stage. Um, so that is very important. What I do think is a bit of a shame is that um, because COVID happened when the season was meant to start filming in 2020, mm. they ended up downsizing the whole production just to get it done because they had they had to create content because all the other places in the world were shut down and New Zealand was available for filming. Mm. So they ended up doing quite a low budget production on the first season <laughs> and everybody was like, it's okay. It was the first season. It was during COVID. The stage is 20. This stage, I've there is more space in my garage at home, and it's a single car garage. My notes here say the set is absolutely tiny. It looks like the big gay day at the Wickham, with everyone squished into that tiny stage. When they did that episode one performance, and there's oh, all the girlies, and nobody can move. It's not. There's no social distancing on that <laughs> stage, but. It's a shame because I think what ends up happening is that's the product that goes out to the world yeah. is this tiny little soundstage with all these very talented individuals, skeleton staff of people like f doing all the production. Then all of a sudden this kind of 
it almost feels like a knockoff version of the amazing drag race mm, from yeah. the UK, from America. So then people view our drag queens like that and it's almost creating this reputation that our drag is not up to par when it's, our like drag is amazing. There's more money spent on hair on that stage than on the whole show. Yes, literally. Yeah, like, the We're drag is hobo. amazing. Yes. Literally. And there's some so many talented queens in the country that haven't had a chance to be on there yet. So I just really hope that they invest some money in the production because the more seasons of Drag Race, the more opportunities for these talented people that I've looked up to for years, more opportunities for myself. I'd love to be on. I've auditioned twice. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a fun process. Um, But yeah, so, but watching it, I think it's going to be an interesting season. I, um, the, the mix of Queens this year is a lot younger. (gasps) than usual. In my notes here, it says all the queens are so young. They are literal children. Literally. Well, I, I would I be, that. I would be like a veteran on there and that I would be yes. very cool. Literally scary. I'm like, Mm-mm. but, um, so they're all, they're all very new. So they've, they've cast this like up and coming, like Gen Z style of drag queen is like yeah. the majority of the cast. Um, which is very different to what is classic Australian drag, which is like the Typical like truck driver in a really sparkly costume, being like, G'day darlings, go yeah. let's play some bingo. Right up, sweet Literally, like that sort of drag persona. So it's very different. So I don't think it it's not a full picture of Australian drag, which is a bit disappointing. No. I just really want to start seeing some looks. So the first episode Where are the looks? Where are the looks? I was underwhelmed by the first episode's runway because the theme was under the rainbow and there was like It was a terrible theme. But it Pride. No, the theme could have been stunning. Could have been yeah, so stunning. It could have been a unicorn. No, the interpretation <laughs> of the theme was terrible. Was underwhelming. You could have been a leprechaun. You could have been anything you want. A leprechaun. That is <laughs> gay. Mardi Gras <laughs> is the Irish leprechaun is the mascot of Mardi Gras. But, <laughs> See? Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the facts, we're not going to fact check that. Um, but then the second episode was like a construction challenge. They had 12 hours to make new outfits. So I'm like begging. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> yeah, Adam would make one glove. <laughs> but I'm desperately waiting to see some looks because I know a lot of the seamstresses in the country have made some beautiful things for the show. The queens have all got like lovely design, taste and all that kind of stuff. I just really want to see them bringing out some yeah. looks and set the bar low enough that I can come out in season four and be and just the best. Oh. Yeah. There's only been one queen from Brisbane in three seasons. It's outrageous. Well, Where are our Brizzy girls? Yeah, that's yeah. prejudice. Yeah. They're right here recording this podcast. Here they are. I know. Um, I'm loving. I would love to be the like the lady judge, Michelle Massage. You could I be. I know. Yes, and is RuPaul AI on this? <laughs> <laughs> RuPaul is Chat GPT. <laughs> And he doesn't understand any of the Australian slang or jokes. (laughs) And so when in episode one, the lip sync song was, do you come from a land down under? Um, It was outrageous. (laughs) RuPaul could not grasp what was happening. The Vegemite sandwich. He was like, what is that? (laughs) But the reason he looks like he's AI generated is because they've picked up a dolphin torch from Bunnings and lit the whole set (laughs) with the dolphin torch. So he looks... He's like reflecting on the torch. That's the whole thing they've lit the whole oh, it's, stage it's with. It's very strange. They need they need some more um, education on the Australian culture and perhaps some more like uh, maybe an Aussie host. An Aussie host. Oh. Try Courtney Act in there. Try I would Courtney be great. Act in there. Love like, her. It's working for Canada, right? Yes. Yeah. I would yeah. also be great. Yeah, Alana is going to host season four. Yes. There's more lighting in this room than there is on the set. <laughs> my my queens of the season so far. I'm loving Isis, Amal, and Ashley Madison. Yes. Ashley Madison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought oi, you oi, oi. Like that. We knew you love that yeah. one. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. Do, you, do you have a hot pick? Do you have a fave? Um, Who are you rooting for? I mean, all of them, obviously. I love them all equally. Yeah. Um, Isis is an absolute drag icon. Yeah. Isis is the has been doing drag the second longest out of everyone on the show. She's going to demolish them. She's fabulous. Um, she's very good. Ashley Madison actually books me for a lot of my hens parties. She has like bookerqueen.com is her website. <laughs> um, so Little she's my she's my plug. favorite. I well, love her. I ironically said that she was one of my top three. Yeah, yes. she's great. Um, and she also is, I buy eyelashes from her too. So I love her. She's great. And please <laughs> keep sending me eyelashes. Um, and I also love, I think Hollywood is really unique. As well, I think she's she's going to be quite interesting to watch. Yeah, she's a firecracker. With the spelling of the name in the first episode, but we can overcome that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> um, rapid fire. What's your go-to lip sync song? This is a question for the room. For the by room. The way. 
Because um, Alana's known to get up on the karaoke stage hmm. from time to time. <laughs> oh, God, my go-to lip sync song. You know what I love? And it's so cliche. I love Raining Men, but the Jerry Halliwell version specifically. Yes. Because it's like Raining Men, but like doing party drugs in a gay club. That's what that song sounds like. That's all it's of so my fun. favorite things to do. Literally. Yes. I also feel like Shania Twain is always a good one for you. Oh, I love and you've Shania got some Twain. great Shania. Yeah. I outfits. do. I do. Nelsie, what's your, what's your lip sync song? I'm going to have to do some kind of like fast paced Nicki Minaj. Yeah. She can I, I've got accents. She's yeah. a rapper. I'm a rapper. She's a rapper. Yeah. I have actually performed a lip sync. <laughs> In drag. It was iconic. Thank you. And my one and only time performing. And I did um, I did Obsessed by Mariah Carey. Oh. And so that, that's going to be my answer. I, we perform that every time we're in the car together. Yeah. Love that. It's Gorgeous. such a good song. Favorite look you've ever worn? Oh, um, hands down, my favorite look I've ever worn was my giant purple ball gown. So there was a big competition here in Brisbane called Fluffy Starlet. And my ambition was to get to the finale so I could wear the most obnoxious princess outfit in the entire world. And so I could walk down to the Dami Im version of Purple Rain. And I was covered in rhinestones. I had these massive nails on and I just got to walk down in slow motion in front of like a thousand people to Purple Rain. I came second, we're not talking about it, but I, um, that was was my favorite. It was very like Disney queen. Yes. The rhinestone um, hair. Mmm. Uh, who inspires you at the moment? Or or what inspires you at the moment? Um, I am always inspired by um, powerful women. I know it's, again, really cliche, but I love... The reason I do it is because I'm like... Nerd us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you two. Well, you two were literally there when I started doing drag. It's your fault. But um, the inspiration is always that. So usually... You know, I I know that I owe a lot of my personality, a lot of who I am and a lot of me feeling comfortable with who I am to the women in my life. So it's always just been about that. So whether that's like a a friend, uh, a diva like Lady Gaga or like Mm -hmm. anything like that, inspired by that. At the moment, I'm really enjoying, um, there's a a designer on Instagram called Zygmunt and he does the coolest outfits in the entire world. And he's done stage costumes for like, I was going to say Lizzo, but maybe... Charges pending, but yes. like <laughs> the verdict is out. The verdict, the jury is out. We've got, <laughs> but Zygmunt does like costumes for all those sort of people. I love his stuff as well. Oh, I've seen his stuff. Yes, yes. all strappy, it's all incredible. beautiful. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I'm with you now. Um, we'll Recommendation: three, three thousand dollars a costume. We'll just Oof, pop that on the pod. I know. Um, Show notes. Any? Have you got can. any big goals for Lulu and for or for Jacob in the next like six, twelve months? What's, um, what are you trying to do? First priority is fi- keep finding balance, keep investing mm-hmm. in Jacob because Lulu is, she's set, she's in thriving. motion. She's booked. Absolutely thriving. I want to get a bit more of my time back so that I can engage with some quality time outside of always working. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a matter of prioritizing those same things. Like when I left corporate, it was like, okay, what's making my heart sing? Now that I've said yes to every opportunity in drag, it's like, okay, which ones actually make my heart sing? Mm. Which ones am I doing just for the sake of saying yes? So I think the goal for both is just just to find a bit of a better balance, get a bit of time back. And in terms of an ultimate goal, um, world domination. My purple reign of terror is just beginning. TV. Drag Race season four. Nelsie, do you have a goal at the moment? I've got a lot of like pod goals. Yep. I put them in my little manifestation journal. Yep. Um, Number one app. You know, like new release week, whatever. I don't yeah. know what they're called. I don't, I don't understand Spotify. It's fine. <laughs> um, and ugh. Um, I think I also have a couple of health, health related goals. I feel like I have gotten myself into too much in too many different places, and uh-huh. I've lost all the time to do like any of my kind of spirituality or mindsets like yeah. mindset setting. I feel like I'm just always at the mercy of whatever my calendar is telling me I need to do. And I'm not moving with intention. I don't even, yeah, I haven't even got clear goals to tell you. So that's something that I've started. That's so common that like, I'm going to give 5% to 20 things or I can give like 100% to one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you end up, you, you can't ever be successful at doing 5% of 20 things. I think things. I'll take on more and more things when I'm like not having the best time with the few things because I can't be asked dealing with the process of getting rid of them. Yeah. So yep. they stay and more things stay to compensate for them being shit. My therapist calls that anxious avoidant and oh. she's heavily diagnosed me with this. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yes. I would say that my 
goals at the moment are a bit of a combination of what you've both said like mm-hmm. finding more time finding more space enjoying my life outside of work and also like establishing my identity sort of beyond my career oh, she's a victoria's secret model now i've heard an ah, ambassador. we may have done a small campaign for victoria's secret last week that's it, a goal yeah it was a big it was a big goal and that's that was incredible thank you to nolsey for being my content manager for the day i have a card it's vs for 10 <laughs> look that's at gigi good... hadid while she's down you're taking over yeah well yeah. bella was on the wall and we were just eyeing off putting our tits up in her in face in good company mm. yeah um my for those who don't know i do sometimes go out and drag her yes to be with the girlies and my drag name is bella hadidn't so good it's still so funny i don't know how you are the most popular drag queen in brisbane despite i go out out once once a year year. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so rapid fire recommendations what have you got for us any last thoughts feelings or emotions what Uh, should the girlies take away okay well i personally would recommend a fabulous new product that i tried australian-owned brand remy beauty remy beauty she is um an up-and-coming entrepreneur and she's done this amazing campaign very diverse very sustainable um and she does makeup removers and as a very common makeup wearer so i would recommend they're very affordable it's all like organically sourced ingredients it's all natural and um Stop using makeup wipes. Use use a soft cleanser instead. No more makeup wipes. If anybody has makeup wipes and they're listening to this, burn them. Respond- oh, keto. Can yeah. You, that's not good for the environment. Respond- I'm all about an oil and a face wash. Yeah. Yeah. But burn the makeup. I, I don't take not it back. Burning. Burn them. Okay. Yeah. Burn yeah. the whole house down. All right, down. well, it was great to have you. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other recommendations? Yes, rapid fire. Uh, Drag Brunch Club in Brisbane. Uh, come and see me there every single Sunday. Get your tickets uh, so Drag Brunch Club and my third one, um, write all of your pod answers on chat GPT. I've just been reciting them today. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob is an AI. Um, <laughs> where can we find you on the internet? If anyone wants to check you out, find your booking links, etc. Uh, all of my information is at Lulu Lemons, L-U-L-U Lemons, like lemons, but with an A. Or like there racing. Like cars, vroom vroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much yes. for coming on the pod. This has been the most fun. Thank you for having me. We've had the best time. If this is what it takes to catch up with you, you can be a guest every month. <laughs> a recurring guest. I feel like we could sit and talk for the next three hours, but that's the end of the pod for today. Thanks. Jacob, thanks, Lulu. Thank you. Both of us say thank you. Thank you forever. (laughs) All right, we're out. Bye. See ya. Road. Is that better for you? Yes. Oh, it looks absolutely fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm getting pissed by me. (laughs) Jesus Christ, people. Can you say one thing? Don't. One thing. (laughs)